Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee served the Lord faithfully for more than 70 years, culminating with his exhaustive commentary on the entire scriptures called Life Study of the Bible. Today, we're happy to bring you recorded excerpts from his ministry, along with some of our own considerations. At the end of the program, we'll give you the website where you can find more about the remarkable ministry of these two men. But for now, please enjoy today's program. As always, it's a pleasure to have Dick Taylor join us for fellowship regarding the life study of Genesis and our consideration more today of Abraham and Isaac. Dick, welcome back to Life Study. Thank you. Pleasure to be here again. Today we have the second message from chapter 22 of Genesis. And an absolutely marvelous picture of the offering of Isaac by Abraham. Last time we saw that there was so much significance to this type. I wonder if you'd review some of the divine implications of all that is happening in this chapter. You know, the typology here and the divine implications are tremendous. Uh, In reviewing a little bit concerning this chapter... I'd like us to just consider for a second the persons, the place, the time, some of the action, and the issue. You know, the persons here are uh, Abraham and Isaac. And uh, this uh, typifies God the Father and God the Son. What a beautiful picture here of Father and Son in such an intimate way. Uh, The place here is called, of course, Mount Moriah, which eventually, we realize, is Mount Zion, where Christ was offered and also where the temple was to be built for God's testimony. So the place is very significant. And then the time Isaac was offered on the third day. Very interesting. It happened on the third day. And then... uh, The action is tremendous. All the action has a lot of divine implication. For example, the action of the fellowship between the Father and the Son. No doubt here you see Abraham being asked to offer his only son, the son whom he loved. This is exactly like God the Father offering his only begotten son. God loved the world and gave his only begotten son. And then uh, in this process of offering Isaac, there's fellowship and uh, consideration. As they're nearing the mount, the son says, Behold the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham just says, God will provide. God will provide. Well, the point is there's intimate fellowship between Abraham and Isaac. No doubt there was much intimate fellowship between the Father and the Son as he was on his way to the cross. And then uh, you see the action of the angel of the Lord really just turning out to be Christ. And, uh, And then you see the obedience of Isaac, just like Christ was obedient in Philippians 2. Uh, He was obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. 
So even this action is tremendous, has tremendous divine implication. And uh, there you see, eventually Isaac was taken off the altar and replaced by a ram. And this indicates that Isaac not only passed through death, but he was resurrected. So this indicates our Christ was not only crucified, but today he's the resurrected Lord, who is so satisfying to both God and man. Because there was obedience here, the issue is a real blessing, and that is the multiplication. And multiplication means the increase and in multiplication of Christ over the entire earth, and even to fill the whole universe. So there's a lot of divine implication here. I think we could never exhaust it. Thank you, Dick. I'm glad we're taking two life studies to cover this most wonderful chapter. Me too. Let's join Witness Lee. We have seen how Abraham offered his son Isaac according to God the mind. In that story recorded in Genesis 22, there is not only a meaningful history, but also an implied significance, a vivid type of Christ. We all have to see from the point when Abraham laid the wood upon his son's shoulder. That was a full type. Abraham was the type of the father. And Isaac was the type of the only begotten, beloved son of God. In John chapter 1, we are told Jesus is the only begotten son of God. And eventually, this begotten son of God became the Lamb of God. I would use the uh, term of typology. This beloved Son of God was replaced by the Lamb of God. Could you follow me? Isaac was replaced by a ram. The ram, the lamb, is the same thing. The Son of God was replaced by the Lamb of God. A ram is there, caught. Caught by heart. But thicket. Small shrubs. At where? At his two horns. You know, all the Bible students do know, horns in Bible signify power. Fighting power. Christ did have the fighting power. But... His fighting power <laughs> was caught by what? By small shrubs. And who are the shrubs? Humanity, you and me. We are the thicket. We are the thicket. Christ, the Lamb of God, was caught by us. He just couldn't escape. He just couldn't run away. He was caught by his human nature. And he was willing to be caught by humanity. So, we have to say, Lord, thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You were willing to be caught by us, the thicket, the human beings. 
Who can crucify the Son of God? Men. But, praise Him. He was willing to be a little lamb. <laughs> uh, putting his horns among the human beings. And he got caught there. Then, he was the Lamb of God. This is Christ. Now, we are not reading a record of Isaac in Genesis 22. We are seeing a picture of Christ in this chapter. Right tonight, we are seeing a picture of Christ in Genesis 22. Well, Dick, many of these pictures are quite easy to see. Uh, I think also even from your introduction, such as Isaac really being a type of Christ as the offering. But some of the pictures are a bit more difficult for us to grasp. I'm thinking of this matter that the Son of God was replaced by the Lamb of God. This probably needs some more clarifying, so I'm going to look to you for that. Well, I believe you're right. This could use some more clarifying. Not so simple. We just basically have to stick to the picture that we have and the account with Abraham and Isaac, because there it's very clear. Isaac was the one who was actually put onto the altar, and he signifies the son, even the son of God, Abraham the father, Isaac the son. But at a certain point, the angel of the Lord told Abraham, no, don't bring down the killing knife. Uh, And at that moment, there was a replacement for the son. There was a replacement, and that was the ram uh, whose horns were caught in the thicket. And this ram, we could say also as a lamb, and this signifies Christ not just as merely the Son of God, but as the redeeming lamb, who is the one to carry out God's judicial redemption for his people and for God's purpose. So in this sense, the Son of God was replaced by the Lamb of God. In John 1, It says in 114, it says, The Word became flesh, that is, he became a man, and uh, we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father. So he's the Son. On the other hand, 29 says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. On one hand, you could never kill the Son of God. You can't kill divinity. But this one became flesh to become the Ram, to become the Lamb, so that he could take away the sin of the world. A tremendous picture here. That really is a tremendous picture, Dick. Thank you. Let's go back to Witness Lee for more of our life study from Genesis 22. Then we go on. God blessed Abraham, saying, in blessing, I will bless you greatly. In what way? In the way of multiplication. Oh, in blessing, I'll bless you. In multiplication, I'll multiply you. Here, Abraham was blessed with two categories of people. One is likened to the stars in heaven. And the other is likened to the sand on the seashore which is also likened at the dust on the earth. If you do know the history and the prophecy concerning the descendants of Abraham, you could see easily that among the descendants of Abraham, there are 
really two categories. Some are heavenly, and some are earthly. Some are like the stars in the heavens. And let me tell you, we are the heavenly descendants of Abraham. We are today not dust, nor sons. We are what? Stars. We are the heavenly descendants of Abraham. And then, who are the sons? Are the dust? The genuine, the proper Jews. They are the earthly people. You may think, oh, as long as it is earthly, it is not so good. Don't say this. Don't say this. Sooner or later, you will see the Jewish people will be the earthly people on this earth being God's priests to teach all the nations. And this is clearly prophesied in Zechariah chapter 8. They are the dust which are the signs by the seashore. The sea signifies the corrupted world by Satan. And uh, the earth signifies God's created earth. Yes, there are the earth people, but not the dust under the sea but the dust at the sand by the seashore. They have been restored and they have been separated from the corrupted sea. But we, the heavenly stars, are not only separated but ruptured. God has two kinds of people. Eventually, all these two kind of people will be built together into that eternal new Jerusalem. Yeah. And the eternal new Jerusalem is just the ultimate consummation of Abraham. Ah. And this is why Abraham became so great. Isn't this marvelous? Yeah. Isn't this marvelous? I tell this is God's blessing. Dick, let's break in here. We recently had a program where God's blessing was compared with God's grace. And it was very clear that to have the enjoyment of God's grace much higher than just to have his outward blessing. But here we have God's blessing to Abraham tied to his purpose and not just to Abraham's existence. Compare for us, if you would, these two kinds of blessing. Uh, this is very good. The verse I was enjoying this morning, even before I came here, was the grace of the Lord Jesus and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. This verse indicates strongly that God's real desire, according to his heart and his good pleasure, is not just to give man things for his existence. But God's desire, according to his economy, is just to dispense himself as life, the life supply, and everything for our enjoyment. So the real blessing is really the blessing of grace, which is God giving himself to us for our enjoyment. The real blessing here uh, was not just uh, something for Abraham's existence. 
but rather the multiplication. The multiplication. And what's multiplication mean here? Eventually we realize, according to Galatians 3, that the multiplication refers to the increase of Christ as the very seed. So the multiplication means Christ is not only dispensed into you and increases within you, but Christ is dispensed through you into many, many other human beings. So the whole earth is filled with Christ. This is the real blessing. The real blessing to this whole universe is that Christ would fill the earth. And the blessing eventually is signified by stars in the heavens and sand on the sea. What a blessing to have Christ increased, expanded, and multiplied through the whole universe. Thank you, Dick. Let's join Witness Lee for the conclusion of our life study. Listen, this is not all. And eventually, God's blessing in the multiplication issues in one seed. All these two categories of Abraham's descendants are focused in the one seed. That is Christ. My goodness. The Bible is wonderful. The Bible says, heavenly stars, earthly suns, thousands and thousands. Eventually, the good apostle Paul came up. In Galatians 3 says, only one seed. <laughs> Paul, what are you talking about? By seeing one seed, you exclude me. And you exclude all of us. One seed, Christ. Only one seed. Paul said, yes, one unique seed. You have to realize we all are included this one seed. Are we not all today in Christ? Do you really know the real significance of this short phrase? In Christ. You read the New Testament, this phrase of two words, in Christ, in Him, used many, many times. In Christ, we have been justified. In Christ, we are sanctified. In Christ, we have the sonship. In Christ, this. In Christ, that. Everything concerning us is in Christ. Hallelujah. We are in Christ. Eventually, we all have to realize we are just a part of Christ. Hallelujah. I'm a part of Christ. How about you? Eventually, all the heavenly stars and the earthly sand will be in Christ. The new Jerusalem eventually will be the great corporate Christ. In the four Gospels, you have the individual Christ. But at the end of Revelation, you have the corporate Christ, including you and me and all the real believers. In this one seed, God says, all the nations on this earth shall be blessed. This is God's blessing. We all have to expect to see such a blessing. The blessing which we will receive of God has to be the multiplication that will issue in one seed Christ. The multiplication that will spread to all the other continents will be just the 
Christ. Amen. The Christ. All the churches and all the earth will be dealt the consummation of Christ. The one Christ. Hallelujah. Then we come to the last point. Have you seen that in Genesis, the one Christ has been revealed as number one, the angel of the Lord. And number two, as the ram. And number three, as the seed of Abraham. Look at the picture. Abraham was stretching out his hand to kill Isaac. And the angel of the Lord stopped him, saying, Don't do it. <laughs> then Abraham turned behind a ram there. <laughs> and then that ram was killed. And then it became a blessing. In multiplication. And this multiplication issues in the one seed that is Christ. So you can see uh, the angel of the Lord stopping and the ram replacing and the seed bringing the blessing. Three. Have you seen all the three are Christ? <laughs> Let's come back. Is God, is Christ the angel of the Lord? Amen. Is he the ram? Amen. Is he the unique sea? Amen. Let me tell you, he is everything. Amen. You may ask me, how you reconcile? I have no responsibility to reconcile. And I'm not qualified to reconcile. This is too mysterious. Christ is everything. Christ said, don't kill your son. Right away, he became the little ram. Caught there. And eventually, after the crucifixion, he became the sea. In God's presence. He is everything. The son was talking to the father, Father, you have the fair, you have the knife, and I bear the wood. Where is the lamb? Oh, God will provide. That father was the very God. And that God who provides eventually become the ram. And this ram eventually issues in the sea. Who is he? Who is he? He's everything. Dick, what a message. What a picture. There's so much here. Christ as the angel of the Lord. Christ as the ram. Christ the unique seed. He really is everything, isn't he? He sure is. He's everything. Dick, say something about the seed and how we are participating in this seed and how it's multiplying. In this matter of the seed and how it's multiplying is very, very precious. The seed really is uniquely Christ himself. Galatians 3.16 indicates that Abraham's seed is just one seed. It's Christ. But this Christ eventually 
as the seed of Abraham is not just an individual Christ, but a Christ who is being dispensed and propagated into many, many millions of human beings. So the seed is not just Christ individually and alone, but Christ even corporately. And uh, his multiplying, of course, is his spreading into mankind. So the seed here and the multiplying is just the increase of Christ, not only within us, but even the increase of Christ through us into other human beings, producing many more saints, brothers and sisters in the Lord. And also the increase and the multiplying refers to the increase of his testimony. That is his body composed of many local expressions, lampstands all over the globe. This is the real seed, and this is the real multiplying. It's just Christ himself increasing into many more human beings and even into many more expressions locally covering the whole globe, comprising the one wonderful universal body of Christ. Dick, it seems that no matter what question I ask you, you always give the same answer, Christ. That is the unique answer in the whole universe. That's why I'm so happy to be under this ministry, because this ministry has brought us uniquely to Christ. All in all, forever, only Christ shall sing. Everything's in Christ, and Christ is everything. Dick, Christ is everything. Thanks again, Dick. We hope you enjoyed this program. For more information on Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, please visit our website, lsm.org. Again, that's lsm.org. Thanks for listening today.